0: Today is December 26th, I said 26th, today is December 22nd and this is episode 47 of Pull Up The Tape. My name is Michael DeLue and let's get into the politics, All right. So, yesterday night on Monday Night Football, the Cincinnati Bengals were able to defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? And honestly, honest to God, this might have been one of, if not the worst performance I've ever seen by the Pittsburgh Steelers all season long. It was for sure the worst first half performance I've ever seen. The I'm gonna just start spitting out random number, not random numbers, but just facts and and figures that occurred yesterday that just made me made me think like this cannot be real. I didn't start watching the game until the second half because I was working out. So I start I turn on the TV. The Steelers are down seventeen to zero. Not only are they down seventeen to zero, the analysts. And the play-by-play announcers informed me that the Steelers have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven passing yards in the first half. Seven. Seven passing yards in the first half. And that just made me think, what exactly is... Now I knew what I knew what it was. Big Ben was playing like trash, but it, it, it's the thing is, it just doesn't make sense for him to be playing this bad at this time, at this point of the season as well. When you have a team like Cleveland who continues to win games, and honestly, they they play they play Cleveland in the last game of the season. If if Cleveland can win, if if Cle- <clears throat> the Steelers have the Colts next, which I don't think they're gonna win, the Steelers have the Browns next. Which I also, not I don't think they're going to win, but that's a good chance of them win A losing, if the Browns win out and the Steelers lose their next two games, they're going to end up with the same record, and I believe the Browns would have the tiebreaker. I, don't quote me on that. But honestly, honestly, the Steelers have just so many different deficiencies that have just been exposed over the past month. It it started it started with the Raven. It started with the Ravens game. All right, repeat this. So the Ravens are down to their third-string quarterback, and somehow almost find a way to win the game. Why? Because the Steelers' offense was so fucking sloppy. So many drop passes, so, so many penalties, turn just so many, so many things that an elite offense like Kansas City, Buffalo, Arizona just doesn't do. Drops. That's not. That's not something to do turnovers that's not something they do penalties that's not something they do and and over okay so the, the Steelers have honestly honestly the Steelers have lost 3 games in a row but i honestly count the way they played they played so bad against the ravens that i want to count that as a loss all right so it, it seems like it seems like every single week it's 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 a different thing, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over that the four game four game four game losing streak that I'm, I'm well, I have some figures I wanna I wanna throw out there, but before I get to that, each week it's it's something completely different. Against Washington, they couldn't. The, okay, now that I'm gonna get to actual losses against Washington, they couldn't get one yard, and they couldn't muster up any offense on the ground whatsoever. And that's partly because not partly James Conner's hurt, but I don't even think he was hurt that game. He's hurt now, but I don't think he was hurt that game. And he actually played, and they didn't muster up anything, any sort of offense on the ground to help Big Ben at all. Against the Bills, their defense just wore down. And yesterday against the Bengals, Big Ben just played like ass cheeks. He was terrible, and honest to God, you cannot win in the NFL if if your quarterback plays the way he did yesterday. It was terrible. It was bad. Like the first in the first quarter, he fumbles the ball. He fumbles the ball. And it literally f- like he fumbles the exchange and the ball literally flies forward and the defense just picks it up. The ball literally flies forward and the defense literally just picks it up. It, it, it was literally the craziest center to quarterback exchange I've ever seen in my life. It's just like for sure, if they if Shaqton the Fool was a thing in the NFL, that play would have been on it. Jesus, from what I've seen from the Steelers the past month, they're not winning any playoff game. They're going to make it to the playoffs, but on, realistically, I don't see them winning. Any, whoever they play in the first round, I don't see them beating. They can't beat. We already seen that they can't beat the Bills. They cannot beat the Chiefs. I don't know if they'll be able to beat the Browns in the playoff game. I know for a fact they can't beat the Titans. The Titans will punch them in the fucking mouth. I know for a fact they can't beat the Colts. I don't see I honestly do not see the Pittsburgh Steelers winning any playoff game. And here here here's why I I I I don't see them winning a playoff game. And it's not it's it's more so not because of them. It's something that's out of their control. The injuries. They have so many injuries that Their defense their defense is on its last thread. Like their their defense is literally on its last thread. They have no elite elite athletes at the linebacker position or that have have quality game experience to where it would it would lend me to believe that they can stop, stop somebody's running game, or they can stop like Travis Kelsey would have a field day against 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 this defense. Travis Kelsey would have a field day against this defense. Josh Allen would have a field day against he did. He did. He did. I already, I already never thought they were good to begin with, but obviously now that the injuries, the injury bug has bit this team, I definitely don't think they're going anywhere. Honestly, I don't, I do not think they're going anywhere whatsoever. So look, so this gets started with the the weird game against the Ravens. So in these four game, in the four, in the past month of games that they've played they've averaged under 20 points in every single game. They've scored over 20 points in under 20 points in every single game. They're averaging 16.3 points as opposed to their opponents who's averaging 28.8 points. As of not their opponents as opposed to 28.8 that they were averaging in 11 in 11 games in the in the first 11 games that they played. So when they went 11 and 0, they're averaging 28.8. The past 4 games that they've lost, not the past 4. The past 3 the past 4 games they've played, one that they shouldn't have lost, they shouldn't have won, but won and the three they lost they've averaged 16.3 points per game the first 11 games they were up on the turnover margin by 12 12 plus the last four games negative four tell the tape tells that they're two different teams I don't know what the hell happened after like before that Ravens game but from then until now this team has been terrible straight up Their offense couldn't convert on third and ones. So many incompletions. They made. They. They had the Bengals' defense looked incredible. Why? Because Pittsburgh offense was that shitty. It was literally that bad. They're losing players on defense. They're losing players on on, on offense. All Juju wants to do is fucking dance and make TikToks and get his head rung off. Lit. I seen. I seen on on like literally literally i love juju smith seen him play in high school fight on he was a he's like one of the best receivers to ever play for the usc trojans i've literally seen this this dude like like literally come up to where he is now bro. i have so much love and respect for him i remember the day that he committed to usc i was in my math class at el camino college him and, him and Dory Jackson committed to USC the same day, same same time, whatever, and I got the tweet on my phone, and I was lit, like, I sh- lit as hell, so I have nothing but nothing but love for this dude, and, you know, obviously, obviously I, w- I never want, I'm never going to encourage somebody not to be themselves or anything like that, but I don't know, ever since, like, this TikTok thing has got big where he he's dancing on the middle of the field, like, man, like, honestly, I just, I feel like it brings unnecessary attention, unnecessary heat, and it's like, man, Honestly, like if you're if you're going to do that, you have to show up every like a lot of people are going to a, a lot of a lot of people are going to take that as genuine disrespect. So if that's if that's how you're going to come to the games and what you're going to be on before before the game, bro, you got to come and show up every single game to play. Two catches for 15 yards is not cutting it. No, three catches. Three catches for fi- for 15 yards is not cutting it. Not cutting it at all, Juju. Not cutting it. I expect more from him and he needs to actually show up and and like be ready to play. Like I said, 3 catches for 15 yards is not it at all. Juju has Juju this season hasn't had a game where he hasn't had a game where he where he received for more than 93 yards. Guess how many TikToks this dude has made? 95. 95. Jesus. All right, so enough about how bad the Steelers are. Let me, let me actually show the, the Bengals some love and some praise. Ryan Finley, 7 to 13, 89 yards, one touchdown through the air. Giovanni Bernard, 25 carries, 83 yards, one touchdown on the ground. Ryan Finley, 10 carries, 47 yards, one touchdown on the ground. Wow. A.J. Green, two catches, 40 yards. T. Higgins, three catches, 31 yards, Giovanni Bernard, one catch, 14 yards, and a touchdown. So Ryan Finley has a passing had a passing th- touchdown through the air and a rushing touchdown. Giovanni Bernard, rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown. Big Ben, 20 of 38 for 170 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That's almost that's almost oh my God, that's disgusting. It's almost fifty percent completion percentage. That's so bad. Benny Snell. 18 carries, 84 yards, one touchdown. Deontay Johnson, eight receptions, 59 yards. Chase Claypool, three receptions, 54 yards. Juju Smith, Schuster, three catches for 15 yards. All right, so the Steelers have to get it together, but I honestly don't think they will, just being honest. The Bengals, I, st- I mean, it's not like they're playing for anything, anyways. They they've been eliminated since, since the playoffs since I don't know when. I mean, I never, I didn't think I, with Joe Burrow. I think with Joe Burrow, I honestly think they could have won five or six games without him. No, don't that that dude is the truth. But um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about the Steelers, man. I hope they. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say I hope they get it together because I don't care for the Steelers. I actually hate the Steelers. The Steelers and the Cowboys might be the two organizations I hate the most in the NFL yeah might be the two organizations i hate the most in nfl so seeing them lose doesn't make me i mean seeing them lose makes me happy but i mean hey it is what it is so huh. i I'm, I'm really disappointed that i have to actually address this and talk about this because this this seems like i don't know you just you really don't expect a 61 year old man to have twitter fingers and that seems to be the case in this situation all right so it's no secret that kentucky is struggling right now right so honestly kentucky is like the alabama football for college basketball like they're good every single year they have a great recruiting class every single year if they don't have the top if they don't have the top recruiting class they're gonna have a top five recruiting class so What's happening right now is kind of, like, new to me to see. Like, I, honest to God, have never seen this since I started watching college basketball. And I've been watching college basketball for about, like, 10 years now. And I think, like, the first season I truly, truly, truly pay attention to it was Anthony Davis's freshman year at Kentucky. When – no, was that his freshman year? Yeah, that was his freshman year. I, I, that's when I started watching. And I remember the next year – Christian Wofford hits a game winner against uh, against Kentucky, and when they had Victor Oladipo. So, again, Kentucky is historically really, really good at. Well, not historically since since John Calipari took over the program, they've been historically not historically over this era, they've been very, very good. And they're not doing very good right now. Actually, they're 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 to their worst start program history since 1926. They're one in five right now, one in five. They've lost to some suspect teams as well. So, yeah, they have a lot to figure out. And against UNC, Cam Fletcher, the freshman, Cameron Fletcher, the freshman, had an emotional breakdown on the bench. And here here's my thing, my thing about that. He's probably 18 or 19 years old, you know. He's frustrated. They're losing. You know, when when you when you commit to Kentucky, you're not thinking that you're gonna start off the season one and five. Like that's for sure, probably the last thing you're thinking. So they start off the season one and five, and I know for a fact, uh, from what I remember from what I remember reading, he only played two minutes that game. So his team, or right, he's a five star recruit. He only gets two minutes a game, two minutes in a game against a really good another really good program UNC which he wants to play and, you know, help his team win and show out and blase, blase, blase. He doesn't get to do e- either of those things. You know, he lets his emotions get the best of him, breaks down, starts crying on the on the bench. I'm not gonna show I'm not gonna show the video of him crying because I don't want to embarrass the kid. One, there there's grown ass men right there's grown ass men that are forty, fifty, sixty that don't know how to that they, they don't know how to control their emotions. So I think it's a little I think it's a little sus and uh Odd that people are, you know, clowning it—not clowning this kid, but that that this is kind of being blown into the, this really big deal. Because I mean, at 18, you're still very, very young. Like, I don't care what anybody says. 18 is loki's Not even Loki is still a baby. I don't feel like you're grown grown until you're like 21, 22, 23. That's you know, I mean, I think okay, at, at that point, you you know, kind of a you're not a kid anymore. You're not yeah, you you're not a kid anymore. So he's 18, 19. He's a kid in my eyes. I don't think he should be getting what happened to him, which I'm going to discuss. I don't think should have happened. I feel like this, 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 along with, for example, what what happened with D'Angelo Russell, his rookie season when uh, the Nick Young thing. I don't. I I think moments like this and that are teachable moments. I don't think the Lakers should have traded him, and I don't think that this kid should have been asked to step step to take a step away from the program, which is exactly what was happened. What was asked of him by John Calipari. I'm going to read his statement that he posted on Instagram. Hope all is well, BBN. I want to apologize to the BBN, my teammates, and my coaches. I also want to provide clarity on what happened at the end of yesterday's game. I was frustrated and let my emotions get the best of me. I always feel like I can help the team. I am a team player, and it hurts to see my team struggle. That's why I was frustrated and my emotions peak. There is no excuse for my behavior at all. I just want to make sure everyone knows I'm fully committed to this program and willing to do whatever I'm asked by my coaches. I will never let... This happened again, and this mistake in no way reflects who I am. I made a mistake, and I take full ownership. Again, I want to apologize to BBN, my teammates, and coaches. Stay with us; we're gonna get this right. All right. So I want to commend him, for real, for real, because it takes a man to own up to his mista- your mistakes, and your and deal with the consequences. That's what separates men from boys. Boys don't. Men do. So the fact that and this is what well, well well wrote well-spoken, whatever. He, if, he, he, he portrayed the right thoughts and everything. So props to him for owning, to, for taking blame and all that stuff. Now, what happened to him I don't think should have happened to him, and I think that's, that's really, like, fucked up. And John Calipari asked him to step away from the team, which I won. I think that was – here's the thing. I don't know the 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 severity of everything that happens inside the Kentucky locker room, so I'm not going to say whether John Calipari was right or wrong for what happened. But I do for for to ask him to step away because we don't we only from what we only know what we saw, which is his outburst on the on the on the bench. We don't know what else could have happened in the sideline, in the locker room, and oh, any of that stuff at practice. Nothing. So John Calipari asked him, asked him to step away from the team, and then. He goes on to tweet, which doesn't make sense to me. We have asked Cam Fletcher to take some time and step away from the team. He needs to reflect and to do some soul searching to get his priorities in order. Any attitude or actions that is detrimental to this team will not be tolerated. That goes for everyone on the team. We have a culture that's been built over the last 11 years, and it will not change. He he capitalized, and it will not change. Through good times and bad times, this culture is meant to change individuals and change maturity levels. This hurts our team, but this is about Cam and his future. I talked to Cam and his mother, and they know I care about him and love him, but they also understand that there are changes that need to be made. It is his job to decide whether he can perform within this culture on and off the court. First of all, nigga, fuck you. If you did this if if you went on Twitter and Threw my son under the bus like this. I would. I. I personally would come to that school and beat your ass. One. There's no reason for a 61 year old man to have Twitter fingers. I think this is. I. I don't. I don't even understand. Nobody can explain to me. Can give me a valid reason as to why he should go on social media and and say what he said about this this young man. It just seemed like he was throwing him under the bus. And first of all. I th- one, I think he was throwing him under the bus. Two, I don't even think this is anything that should be that should be even discussed over via Twitter. Like that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like at all, at all. Like I, I, I don't even understand what he gained by doing this. Maybe if he would have been asked about this at at a at a press conference or you know, post post uh interview after practice or something like that. Yeah, he could have like you know addressed it or whatever, but to tweet this? I don't know about that one. Don't know about that one. 61-year-old man with Twitter fingers. I don't like that at all. I'm with you Cam. learn from this moment, come back stronger. That's that's pretty much all I have to say. I don't fuck with John Calipari for that. That 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 seemed that seemed weak, spineless, gutless, and just trash. Like he's 18, 19, bro. It's it, it's not the end of the world if he starts crying on the on the on the bench. But again, I don't know exactly what happened in practice, or if anything else has transpired with him. So, who knows? This could have been the straw that broke the camel's back. We don't know. And finally, finally, the NBA season is here. Yes, yes. First game is in. Four, first game of the season is um, in like in about, if I'm not mistaken, five hours from now. This episode should be releasing at 12, so five hours from now. Uh this point in the episode, it should be like, mm, yeah. Um, the Warriors are taking on the Nets. I'm really excited for the storylines that's going to take place within that one. KD's playing against his former team. The Warriors are finally getting their first crack at KD since he left. Oh, man, it's going to be electric. Oh, man, I cannot wait. And the Lakers are playing the Clippers. Oh, Mwah. bravo to the NBA for m- making this happen again. I there's no there's no other matchup I want to see besides the Lakers playing the Clippers on the on on game on day one of the season. Thanks for making that happen. I can't wait. Uh yeah, the Lakers are gonna dominate. I can't wait to analyze this game tomorrow. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. That's gonna conclude episode forty seven of Pull Up the Tape. I want to thank everybody for listening, rocking with me, tuning in, viral movie Favi. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke.